Good evening, everyone. This is Sandra Robinson signing on this afternoon from Fort Worth, Texas. I hope everyone had a good day today. The topic today that I would like to talk to you about is life and death. It's in the power of the tongue. And my question to you is, what are you speaking? Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? Have you ever been around people in the workplace or elsewhere and uh, everything that seems to come out of their mouth is negative? They're speaking things on themselves and don't even realize it. Have you ever been in that position? I know that I have. I've been around people and they say, oh, I'm going to die of a heart attack one day. You know, things like that. And that just makes me feel so, I could just almost cringe when when they say that because I realize that they don't understand what they're saying. They're speaking curses on themselves out of their own mouth. They don't understand that they're going to reap what comes out of their mouth. Whether you speak life or death. If you speak life, you'll reap life. If you speak death, you're going to speak death. You can speak curses on yourself. You can speak curses on others. So we have to be careful what we say. We have to, you know, uh, guard. Ask God to help us to to, uh, guard our mouths, what we say. You know, I often pray, put a guard over my mouth so that I won't sin against you, Father God. Because we, we really have to watch what we say. That tongue is is uh, almost impossible to uh, tame. You have to have the power of the Holy Spirit to tame that tongue. Because, I mean, that is the toughest thing. It's a small, small muscle. But, oh, my, my, it has a lot of power. And it can do a lot of damage. You can do a lot of damage to yourself. You can do a lot of damage to others. Your mouth can ruin relationships, friendships, marriages. This tongue, it can become like a raging fire, a damaging fire, a fire that can bring destruction to relationships, to families. It could cause you to lose your job. It's just that serious. We have to watch what comes out of our mouths, people of God. It's serious business. The Bible tells us to let no uh, unwholesome talk come out of our mouths. Because when we do, it, it, uh, if it's, it, it just causes damage. You can, you can hurt someone, seriously hurt someone. And we don't want to do that. The Bible tells us that, you know, to edify people. Build them up. If it's not edifying, if it's not building someone up, if it's not encouraging someone, then we don't need to be talking at all to people. We don't need to be running our mouth. Be quiet somewhere. We Just like my pastor once said, go sit down. Sit down. That's what we need to do. Sit down and be quiet. <laughs> go somewhere and pray. You know, often when we get emotional, when we get in our emotions, we want to uh, say things because we're frustrated. That's when we really need to be careful. When we get frustrated or angry, somebody gets on our nerves, we need to go somewhere and pray. Go uh, take a break. Go get in your car and talk to the Father. Because if you don't, you'll find yourself in trouble. And what about these people that gossip? They like to gossip. They'll come around you want to gossip about somebody else. And we're all human. Sometimes we're tempted to listen to what they have to say. We have to watch that because if before you know it, you'll say something out of your mouth that you're going to have to go and repent for. So we have to watch our mouths. We have to watch what comes out of our mouth. We have to watch what we speak over our children. 
Whatever comes out of my, our mouth is going to either be one or the other. It's going to be life or it's going to be death. We want to speak life over our children. We want to speak life over our cities, our states, our region, our country. Speak life. We have to cut this negative talk out, especially Christians. This stuff that's going on in the body of Christ, all this negative talk, no way. It should not be going on in the body of Christ. We, we are God, we're Christ's representatives in the earth. We have to set the example. Now, you might expect someone in the world, someone who doesn't know Christ to talk like that because they don't know any better. But we know better. We know what the word says about uh, the power that's in our tongue, how powerful it is. We know that life or death lies in the tongue. So my, I, I will admonish you. I would uh, like to encourage you to speak life. Speak life on your children. Speak life concerning every situation that you're going through. No matter how dim and grim it may look, speak life. The Bible even says in James 1 and 26, If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. And it also tells us that no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. That's James 3, 8 through 10. Now, you know, if you're blessing God one moment and then the next moment when you uh, leave church or Bible study or leave home for work, you're cursing somebody out, or you danced all around the church, ran around the church and praised God, you know, danced all out of your shoes on Sunday. And then on Monday, you go to work, you got an attitude and you're cursing people out. Something's wrong. Something is wrong. You're going to have to go before the Lord with that and deal with that and get that tongue under control. Because that tongue will get you in trouble. That tongue, the tongue has caused people to lose their lives. People are not playing these days. People are frustrated. People are depressed. People are hurt. They don't know how they're going to make ends meet. And then, you know, uh, you'll come along with that mouth. That mouth will get you hurt. That mouth will get you put six feet under. So we need to get control over that mouth, over that tongue real quick. Especially my people in the body of Christ. You know, people going around here saying that they've been hurt in the church. What? The church is supposed to be a place that the world, that people of the world can come to and and uh, find, you know, healing and, and, and uh, be loved. That's one thing that drew me to the Potter's House when I, I visited a lot of churches around this metroplex. I mean, and for years, a lot of these churches, I couldn't, there was no glory in the churches. I, there was no love in the churches. The church felt cold to me. And so, you know, when I visited the Potter's house, my daughter and I, we visited for quite a while. We just visited and watched and, you know, was just looking around and trying to figure them out. And, you know, we wanted to learn about them and what their belief system was. And But the thing that really, you know, drew me the most was the love that I felt in the Potter's house. One thing that I love about my church is we know how to praise and worship God. And from what I can see, we live that thing. Now, everybody in the church, I'm not saying everybody in the church is a saint. No, I'm not saying it. But, I, you know, a lot of us are living it. We're walking it out. And then when we come to church, nobody is made to feel, uh, 
you know, uncomfortable. If you want to run 10 laps around the church, nobody's going to think it's, you know, uh, nobody's going to look at you strange. You, I, I was drawn in by the love that I felt from people at the Potter's house. The love that my pastor, it's a mega church and a lot of people, a mega church is not for a lot of people because they feel like, you know, that they can't really find a place to fit in. I, on the other hand, I've always pretty much been comfortable being alone, reading, uh, whatever, you know, uh, anyway, so it doesn't bother me, but I have found, you know, uh, people, we have our own little worship section and I'm the type of person I can, nobody's really a stranger unless I want them to be, you know, nobody's really a stranger when I'm around people. I show them love. I talk and people tend to be drawn to me. Thank God. So I can sit in any area of the Potter's house and I'm going to find me a little group and, and well, everybody's going to be praising and worshiping. There's not, not anybody hardly in the Potter's house that you're going to see sitting down. We're going to be up praising the Lord. And that's what I love about my church. We will break out in a spontaneous praise in a heartbeat. But back to what I was trying to say, I got all off the subject, but I was talking about how people come to church to find healing and, and acceptance and they want to be loved. They don't want to come to church and then as soon as they get into church, you're talking about them or criticizing them with your mouth. No, that is not the way to do that. We need to show love, draw people into the church, let them know that they're loved. People are hurting and they're looking for Christ. They, they're hungry and thirsty for the word. So if you can't give them the word, if you can't pray with them, pray for them and edify them and help to build them up, then you don't need to be talking to them. You don't need to say anything. You need to go and, and, and sit down and pray. Let somebody else come who God has gifted with the uh, gift of encouragement and edification and stuff like that. Talk to these people. You know, sometimes we have to get out of the way. If we don't have anything nice to say, we need to get out of the way. and We need to go pray and let, let the Lord work on us, you know, work on our mouth. We, we, we really do. I'm not saying it to be funny. It's not a laughable matter. It's, it's a very serious matter because I'm tired of seeing, you know, I have a heart for souls. I want to see people come into the kingdom, come into the fold and come out of the world. I have family members that I want to see saved. I want to see everybody saved. You know, because people are out here dying and they don't have a relationship with, with God. That's heartbreaking. So, you know, to see somebody try to come into the church for help and to come into the church to be accepted and loved and then someone come up there and ruin it by uh, saying something to them to hurt their feelings and run them right back out into the world. No, we shouldn't be doing it. That's a, I have a problem with it. That is not acceptable. And if you're one of those people that's listening, you don't, that's wrong. We need to go and repent about that. We need to ask the Lord to work on us and change our hearts, change our minds and help us to watch what comes out of our mouths. You know, stop speaking uh, death on you, on yourself. Stop speaking death on your children. Some parents, you know, talk to their children so bad. You know, tell them that you're worthless and you're never going to be anything or you just like your daddy. We have to watch that. What are you saying to your child when you're saying you're just like your daddy? You're bringing up all of the negative traits that the father may have. Why are you doing that? Don't speak into that stuff on that child. And then that gives a, that, that, that taints that child's perception of their father. And you know what? You're not hurting the father, but you're hurting your child. So we really 
need to be very careful about what we're saying. Stop talking down to our children and build them up. Speak life over these children. When your children get up, you should say, uh, good morning, powerful woman of God. Good morning, entrepreneur. Good morning, doctor. Good morning, you know, whatever it is that they're wanting to be. Good morning, powerful woman of God. You know, you want to raise your children up in the knowledge of God. Speak that over them. Don't speak anything negative over your children. Don't speak anything negative over yourself. Some people say, oh, I'm not looking forward to Christmas. Every Christmas I start, you know, I, I be lonely. Well, you know what? Every Christmas you're going to be lonely as long as you keep saying that. Stop saying it. If you want change, change the way you're speaking. Change the way that you're thinking. We have to have a shift in our mindset and we have to have a shift in the way that we're talking. You have to change the way you're talking. Otherwise, you're going to, yeah, you're going to be lonely every Christmas. If you keep saying it, yes, that's what's going to happen. One time I had to get on to one of my family members. She kept saying, well, you know, our mother died young, then I'll probably die. I said, if you keep saying that, then you probably will. I said, stop saying that and speak life over yourself. Just because, you know, your mother died young doesn't mean you have to die young. Come on now. Whose report will you believe? You, you know, we, we were so quick to believe the report of the doctor and all that instead of believing the word of God. Speak life over yourself. I don't care what the doctor said. God has the final say about your life. God is the one who gave you life and he's the one, he's the only one who can take it. You're going to leave this earth when he says so, not when man, not when a doctor, not when anyone else says so. I respect science. I'm a scientist. I'm a registered nurse. But I also believe in the all-powerful God. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is our healer. He is the sovereign God. He is the one who sits on the circle of the universe with all power in his hand. And you're not going anywhere until he says so. Okay? For some of you people out here who has terminal illnesses, there is still hope. As long as you are alive, there is hope. Believe God. Believe that word. You stand on, you look up you some verses on healing and you declare those verses over your life and stop speaking death over your life. Stop believing everything that the enemy is saying just because it comes through the mouth of a physician or whoever else. I don't care who it is. Just because it comes through the mouth of someone else, something that may be uh, bad news doesn't mean that you have to believe it. No disrespect to physicians at all. Physicians are very educated people. We need them when we're sick. No disrespect to physicians, but what I'm saying is God's word trumps anybody else's word. That's what I'm saying. No disrespect to physicians or nurses or any any scientists, because I believe the science too. But I believe ultimately that God's word trumps anybody else's. If I go and uh, the doctor tells me, that, uh, oh, you you might need to be, and he has, the doctor has told me before that you need to be on uh, medications because your cholesterol is high, so you give me three months. I had gained weight just like I did now, you know, because of COVID, but that was prior to COVID. I had gained some weight, and I knew I was eating wrong and eating all of everything that I shouldn't have been eating. So I went to the doctor, and I, yeah, my blood pressure was up some, and my cholesterol was too, but I knew the culprit. I knew why. So he told me that he wanted to put me on. I said, oh, no, doc, just give me three months. And I'll, you, when I come back, I said, just let me try to handle this with diet and exercise. And so he did. After three months, it was a total, totally different thing because I was saying to myself, I'm young and I refuse to have a cabinet 
full of medicine. I will not go on any medication. I refuse it. So I was speaking positive over myself and I was putting forth the effort to get in the gym and to eat right. I changed my diet and I spoke positive. And so by the time I got back to, back to the doctor 30, I mean, three months later, he was so impressed. He said, just keep doing what you're doing. I didn't have to go on any kind of medication or anything. You see what I mean? You have to speak positive. Now, had, had, what, what, what would have happened had I said, oh, my goodness, I got to get on blood pressure medicine. And uh, yeah, my, my cholesterol is high. My, I'm owning it. I'm taking ownership when I say my, my cholesterol, my asthma, my, you know, that's what people will say. We have to be careful. You have to really pay attention to what sometimes we say stuff and we're not mindful of what we were saying. So you have to pay attention. I'm so mindful of it when people say it. When people say things, I catch it really quick. I'm so mindful, you know, about the things that comes out of their mouth because I hear them saying, oh, my allergies are bothering me now. Oh, my asthma is flaring up. You don't own that stuff. Just, I mean, say something else. Reword it. The doctor has diagnosed me with uh, asthma. And I, 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 uh, I'm going to take this inhaler because that's what he says it is. But I'm believing God to heal me. That sounds better. So I'm not going to stay on this. I just wanted to come on and just to encourage you, though, and to remind you to be, be mindful of the things that you say and, and speak life. Make declarations over your life every day. If you have low self-esteem, make declarations over your life every day. God says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. So, you know, you're, you're royalty. If you're a Christian and you believe God, you are, have been adopted into the royal family. You are royalty. And even if you're not saved, you are God's masterpiece because he created you. So, you know, know who you are in Christ. Know you are who God says that you are and nothing else. So stop being hard on yourself. Stop talking uh, down about your own self. Start looking up. Look up to God and start making declarations over your life and you will feel better. Your life will get better. There is life in Christ. If you're not in Christ, get in it. If you're already in Christ, start making those declarations over your life and stop talking negative. Watch what you say out of your mouth, people of God. Saved and unsaved. I'm talking to everybody. Watch what you say out of your mouth. Okay? I'm telling you this because I love you. I want to see you win. I love you with the love of Christ. I want to see you win. I want to see you live. I declare and decree over you right now that you will live and not die. You will declare the works of the Lord. Everybody under the sound of my voice. I pray that there'll be a wave of salvation, healing, restoration, and deliverance, miracle signs, and wonders over everyone under the sound of my voice on this podcast. If you are not saved, I pray that you will give your life to the Lord and just ask him to come into your life. And and, uh, the Lord said, in order to be saved, all you had to do, this is what the word says, all you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus, believe that the Lord Jesus uh, was born. He came to, he was on this earth and he died and and he was buried and his father raised him up out of that grave. But you have to believe that he died and he rose again and you will be saved. Ask the Lord to save you and come into his into your life right now. 
And I just wish you well. I wish you have a good good night. I pray that you go in the name of the Lord. Be strong and remember what I said. Speak life. Have a good afternoon.